welcome to the In Systems We Trust podcast with Mark E. Murray. You're listening to season two. In Systems We Trust dives into all things systems and processes and interviews the professionals who are using them to change the landscape of their organizations every day. This podcast is fueled by Ditto, a team that is on a mission to eliminate team burnout by implementing systems and processes that streamline your business's growth. Are you ready for more clarity? Here we go. Welcome back to another episode of In Systems We Trust. My name is Marquis. I'm your host. And today I'm speaking with Sarah Ney. Sarah is the COO at Duct Tape Marketing, founder of Spark Lab Consulting, scalable business advisor, and host of the agency Spark Podcast. With 11 plus years working in the small business space, it is her passion to install marketing and operating systems for small business owners so that they can get more clarity and freedom in their lives. Outside of work, Sarah tries to spend as much time as possible outdoors with her daughters and husband from skiing to hiking to biking and camping. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here and chat with you today. Yeah, I was saying just a minute ago, I'm really pumped. I've been uh, listening to some of your podcasts and a a recent one that you're on on the um, Second in Command podcast. And so I'm really excited that you're here and we get to chat today and uh, take some of my questions this time around. Yeah, I think we have a lot to dive into together. We definitely do. Okay, so I, I want to talk about this. Like, this is going to be a big topic of, of discussion today. You know, you're installing, you know, marketing and you know, operating systems for small businesses, um, so that your your customers can get more clarity and freedom in their lives. I'm just going to start there because I know um, being in the creative space, having a, a marketing background myself, this was one of the reasons that I wanted to become an entrepreneur and start a business was to create this freedom. Um, f- for myself, and then you know, translate that to my customers eventually. So, can we just start out by just defining what that means? What does freedom mean to you in your life? Yeah. So, oftentimes we work with small businesses that are very passionate about what they're doing. So the business owners that are very passionate about what they're doing, and they absolutely love it, but they become very quickly overwhelmed um, because they have an idea or a passion or something they want to follow, uh, but then they don't know enough about finances. They don't know enough about marketing. They don't know about you know different components of their business. And so oftentimes they end up trying to do a lot of it by themselves on a smaller budget. And they're working insane amount of hours and not having proper team in place and not having proper systems in place. And so the business ultimately ends up running their life <laughs> essentially in a way. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of the people we've worked with over the years, we've helped them install marketing systems. And so it enables to, we basically partner with them. We take over the market marketing side of things. So they're able to focus on running their business and having a trusted partner running their marketing and help them with growth. We also now focus on the operation side of things. Um, And the reason behind starting that is we've been really successful, luckily, with uh, clients over the years in generating demand for their business. But then they almost have a new problem where they have to serve these clients and they don't have a lot of their systems and processes of fulfillment in place to serve those clients properly. And so we're able to help people with, I think the full story. Now we come in and we help them, you know, in terms of generating predictable leads and convert those leads all the way through serving those leads and having happy clients long-term ultimately, which gives them freedom back in their life because they're able to have more time to spend with their family and also have more time focusing on their highest pay activities as a business owner, ultimately. 
Awesome. And when did that really become important to you? I know in your bio, when I read it, it said that you love spending time outdoors with your with your family. Was it at that point when you started a family? And so when did it become important for you? And, you know, when did it be, become important for you to provide those services to your customers as well? Yeah, it's always been a big part of what we do. Um, I've been with Duct Tape Marketing for 12, almost 12 years now. And, you know, one of my roles at Duct Tape Marketing is sales for us. And so I have a lot of conversations on a regular business day with business owners that are struggling, um, especially when it comes to marketing on that side of things. So they've, you know, spent a bunch of money on a website that's not converting, or they tried paid ads and no one's actually calling them. Um, or they were sold by an SEO company, not to pick on SEO companies, but they were sold by an SEO company. Um, they're paying X amount. They have no idea what they're paying for or what they're getting. And so I hear those stories literally on a daily basis um, of people struggling to make marketing work. And so that's just really driven me to work really hard to provide a solution for these people that they can rely on um, because I've seen them struggle. On the operation side of things, a couple of years ago, um, we shifted you know, some, some of our organization around where I became lead consultant on all of our engagements at that point. So I took over engagements from other team members. I ran all of them it became very clear very early on that we didn't have enough systems and processes in place. So I was incredibly overwhelmed at that point to the point where I was like, not sleeping, not spending time with my kids. And so I experienced this overwhelm in terms of operations and systems. And so at that point, I remember I was like hiking out back behind my house and I was on a hike one day and I was like, things got to change. I got to figure some stuff out if I'm going to be able to sustain this. And so I went through that experience. And at that moment, I came down and right away, I started working on like, what can we, what tools can we put in place? What can we automate? What team members do we need to bring on? What do we need to track from a metric standpoint? Like I, I worked on the business a lot and I'm in, I was in a much better place. And now we're essentially like hiring people to step in, you know, to the consultant role and the implementation role for our team. And so I'm even taking a step back from any of the consulting in the near future. Um, so I think it's just been a mix of listening to other people's struggle and then having that experience myself um, that's just continued to, to feed the passion essentially to help. Okay. So you're, you're taking this walk. You had this, you know, moment where you just said, Hey, my life's got to change. And you came back. So I'm curious, what did that process look like? Cause for me, I had a moment like that probably three years ago now. And at yeah. the, the suggestion of a mentor, I, I took time away from my, my office and went to a quiet place by the water. You know, I had, you know, just a pad of paper and a pen and I, and I did exactly that. I wrote all that stuff down and then I started to put together what were my next steps. What did that process look like for you? Was it you meeting with your team and planning those things out? Did you get to a quiet place and how did you really prioritize and start to put some of those things into motion? Yeah. I mean, I think that the quiet place is so important. Uh, like I, I mentioned, I was hiking, you mentioned by the water. Um, whenever I'm like stuck on something, I go out, we, we can hike. I keep pointing out back. You can't see me, but <laughs> we go out, I, out of my back door. I have like miles and miles of trails. And so anytime I'm mm. like stuck on something or overwhelmed or stressed or need to solve a problem, I just go walk. And that's honestly like oh. where I do my best thinking. Like I don't bring my phone. I don't bring music even. I just am out there and it's quiet and I'm by myself, um, which is 
where I do my best thinking. But in terms of coming back and actually then thinking and actually putting it into action, um, I spoke to our founder, John, who's also my father as well. And he's definitely a mentor. He has been my whole career. Um, um, so I spoke to him about, you know, how I was feeling, um, and got a lot of good advice from him in terms of like, you know, like you obviously can't sustain this. You need to find support and help. And so that was the first conversation I had. I think mentors are an important piece of when you're feeling stuck, like how can you get through something? Um, but then I just went to work and mapped everything out. So I looked at everything we were doing. I looked at everything that was on my plate. I looked at, okay, what can we do better? And so we were doing like social media, for example, for clients and we weren't using the best tools. And so I did some research and found tools to help us automate a lot of the scheduling and posting and review process with clients, um, stuff like that. And then I also looked at, okay, this is everything on my list. Cause I, you know, I run our operations sales. I was doing consulting, like I'm spread too thin. So it's like, how can we mm. look at what I can delegate and who do I need to find to either give to, t- what can I give to team members that we currently have? Or what are some new positions that I ultimately need to fill? Um, because I think it really does come down to, especially in a small business is you can't do everything or you'll never grow. <laughs> um, so I was able to mm. take a step back in a big way from the consulting side of things, which I love doing and I still do on some level. Um, but we've hired recently in the last few months, like some really great team members that I'm transitioning a lot of that work over to, which then helps me focus on the operations side of things a lot more for our business and our growth. Very interesting. Okay. We're going to come back to that. I want to put a pin in that really quickly, but, um, where I, where I do want to, um, to spend a bit of time is, you know, what does the beginning of duct tape look like? And where did you come up with the name? I mean, you, you've been in it 12 plus years now. I'm curious to know, first off, like where the name came, came from and what has the process looked like of your business evolving from day one? You mentioned you're working with John, your your father. Um, I have a bit of experience with that. I work with my dad on, on, on in some areas of the business. So I'm curious to see what that progression looks like and how you really came to this point today. Yeah. So duct tape marketing has been around for about 25 years now. Um, And John will say the name has been one of the better business decisions he made because it does get people's attention. Um, A lot of times when I give my email out at like a store, they're like, wait, do you actually work for the tape? (laughs) But it starts a conversation because I'm like, no, I don't. (laughs) I work for a marketing firm, but people are always like interested um, and want to learn more ultimately. And so the basis of the name is a lot of our foundation in terms of what we do. Uh, we try to make marketing simple, effective, and affordable. And so when we're thinking mm-hmm. about like, that's our plan, that's what we're trying to do in the small business space. Duct tape <laughs> is the tape is simple, it's effective, and it's affordable. So we thought it was a good representation of ultimately oh. what we're trying to accomplish. Perfect. And what does the company look like right now as far as um, your team? And then if we can transition into, you know, what kind of clients do you work with? Yeah. So we have John and myself, um, the COO, and then we have marketing team members. We just onboarded a sales, our first salesperson, which I've been doing all of our sales um, for the last several years. Um, So I'm really excited for that. And then we have, you know, full consulting implementation team um, for our clients. And so account managers, project managers, implementers on the consulting side of thing. Um, We have a consultant network. So we have about 140 marketing consultants, coaches, trainers that are certified in duct tape marketing um, as well. And so they basically use our system process tools to go out and work with small to medium sized businesses. Um, So we have team members that support that group in terms of onboarding and training. Um, And John and I are involved in a lot of that as well. Uh, So we're a small team doing a lot of 
things. Um, but it's, it's really exciting to be part of. Um, so in terms of our clients, it's, we've always focused on the small business space. And so, as I just mentioned, we have the consultant network. <laughs> and so a big group of the clients we serve are the marketing consultants, coaches, trainers. That's a key group of ours. Um, but then also we work with small businesses as well. And so John does a lot of speaking. Um, he's written several books. Uh, he has this podcast that he's been doing since 2005. Um, so we do a lot of training in the small business space, I would say. But then we also do implementation for clients as well. And so we do work in a range of industries uh, where we tell people to niche down. That's probably a smart move. But we work in a range of industries yeah. in the small business space. Um, to me, it keeps it really exciting because I'm always like learning about a new industry and what works and what doesn't work. Um, so it keeps it really exciting, but um, always small business. Like that's our main focus, but we work with B2C, we work with B2B, we work with local, we work with national, just kind of depending on um, making sure the client's a good fit and making sure they believe in our strategic approach. And then we go from there essentially. Okay. Let's go there. Let's go to the strategic approach because I'm interested to hear how you have taken your business from, you know, the, the team that you have and grown it to 140 coaches. I'd love to know um, what that process has looked like and what framework are, are they following? Is this the strategic approach that you're taking? And like, can you just explain what that looks like? Yeah. And just one point on that is they're, they actually run their own businesses. Um, they're just certified in duct tape marketing. So they're not like team members of ours or employees of duct tape marketing. So they all own their own companies, branding. So like a HubSpot certification, something like similar like that, um, or a digital marketer certification, something like that, where they're basically just like certified in duct tape marketing. So just wanted to to clarify that. Would they have Uh, taken like a pay, a paid course? Or is there a workshop that you take them through? Yeah, so they're with us um, for a year commitment at a time originally, uh, but we have people in the network that have been with us for longer than I've been at Duct Tape at this point because the network started a couple of years before I started. Um, so they're with us for a year at a time commitment, essentially. And so when they join, they go through about 60 days of an initial training period where it's a deep dive in Duct Tape University, one of our training platforms. And then we have a bunch of ongoing training from there. Uh, but it's basically, you know, they're certified in Duct Tape Marketing. So they go through our training approach, um, which is helps them essentially follow processes to generate leads, convert leads, start engagements with strategy, and then transition to retainer engagements, essentially. And so our okay. key framework is marketing strategy. I think we've that's something we've been developing for you know several years now as well. And so that's a very set process that we lead clients through when we start working with them. Um, and we will not work with someone if they're not interested in going through strategy first. Okay. Yeah, so important. Um, okay, so we, we start with strategy then. Um, I, I want to know before we, before we get there. So when these coaches come to you or these consultants come to you, they're going through your 60 days. Um, where are they starting out? Like, are they coming to you seeking some kind of framework or methodology? And then you're saying, great, duct tape has the answer. Come in and take our course, you know, and, and who are you essentially looking to, to certify? Yeah, it's it's really a range, I would say. So we have people that maybe are leaving corporate world. Um, they have marketing experience, but they've always wanted to run their own business. Um, so they maybe don't have small business running your own business experience. Um, and so someone like that, like they join our network and we help them basically with 
you know, putting processes and systems in place to establish their business, to bring in partners to help implement um, how to price, how to package their services. Like they need that, the whole kind of how to build their website for the first time. They need the whole business picture, honestly. Um, On the other side of things, we have established you know, maybe an agency that joins us that has been around for 10 years, but they've kind of stalled in growth. So maybe they're doing a lot of like project work. Um, they don't have people on retainers um, or they're not leading with strategy or even worse, they're leading with strategy and not charging for it. <laughs> um, so yeah. we help them, you know, adopt our approach to help them grow and scale in a smart way. So we're able to serve, you know, anyone from like getting started to someone that's a little bit more established, but how we work with them through our training is a little bit different based on their needs ultimately. Um, but that's usually the two people, two types of people that we help the most. Very cool. Okay. Yeah. And so we're starting with strategy then with, with our customers. We don't want to work with anybody that doesn't want to go through strategy. I understand it's so important. It's foundational to anything. So what does that process look like? What are we covering in the strategy phase? Yeah. So it always starts with a baseline, total online presence on it. We got to figure out where they are today. Like that's step one. And so we look at, you know, their website because that's your hub of your marketing <laughs> in most cases, or it should be. And then we look at like social profiles and directory listings and SEO and Google My Business with their local um, and just get a feel for, you know, how they're doing today from a marketing perspective. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we work on two really important pieces, ideal client personas and core message. And we do that through client interviews, reading reviews online, um, doing competitive research. But the idea is that you have to know who you're targeting and what message resonates with them specifically before you can think about anything else from a marketing perspective. And so that's kind of the first phase of strategy. And then from there, we go into more of the customer journey side of things. Um, So the customer journey is also what we call the marketing hourglass. And so once you understand who you're targeting with what message, the next step is where are you trying to guide these clients or where are they already trying to go ultimately? And so the marketing hourglass for us is basically all the ways that someone can get to know, like, trust, try, buy, repeat, refer from a business. And so we brainstorm all of that out. And then once you do that, you're able to say, okay, what content on what channels, on what cadence do I need to focus on moving forward ultimately? And then we finish strategy with a basically an execution calendar, tying it all together um, for the next quarter. And so, you know, kind of to summarize, it's who are you targeting with what message, where are you guiding them, where are you guiding them, and how are you going to do it ultimately? Okay. Sorry, that was no like trust try by and repeat was the last one repeat and refer refer is huge repeat and refer <laughs> okay okay perfect um okay so yeah w- what does that look like can we do would you break those down then like in this hourglass you're spending time on the no so that's know who you're targeting know the message get or is it like getting the audience to know who you are getting to like you trust you and then offering them something Yeah, we can dive into it. Absolutely. So the no side of things is more of like an awareness, like it's getting in front of your audience, it's getting their attention. So it can be a range of things. Like it can be organic, it can be speaking at an event, um, it can be paid, it can be direct mail, um, just a number of, you know, getting in front of people is the first step. And then from there, it's like, okay, someone hears about you. Let's say they're listening to this podcast and they hear me. The next thing they might do if they're interested is they might go to our website. 
because they're like, oh, duct tape marketing, and they're heard of that, let me look them up. So that's like their next step that they're naturally going to take. And so then on our website, we have a bunch of educational content to help with like and trust. And so, you know, some examples might be on people's websites, like reviews and video and educational content, free eBooks, like stuff like that. That's like building a relationship. It's establishing you as an authority, but it's also educating your prospects in the sales funnel as well, ultimately. And so let's say someone signs up for like an eBook of ours and then they start getting emails and then they hear about our strategy first package and they review what's in it and they see the price point and then they schedule a consultation that lead is a lot more qualified at this point than someone that doesn't hasn't gone through that whole process. And so really it's helping them with their research, but it's also helping sales um, because there's a lot more education that has happened before someone gets on a phone call with you ultimately. Okay. <clears throat> and then try is after the like and trust. So try can be a range of things. Um, it can be a consultation. Ultimately, um, it's a good way to get to know people. It can be a free giveaway. It can be a video. It can be, if you're like a software, it can be like a 30-day free trial. Like try can be just a range of different things. Um, But it allows you to like experience working with someone ultimately for them to experience working with you to give away value to ultimately decide if it makes sense to move forward. Buy is a little bit more straightforward then obviously it's when someone purchases but what a lot of people forget about in the buy phase is that's your opportunity to like blow your clients away once they buy so what can you put in place in terms of onboarding them and surprising and delighting them and can you over communicating in most cases so they don't second guess their purchase with you and then repeat um is how can you get repeat revenue from a client ultimately so for us you know we go from strategy to retainer but what can we put into place to make sure that our consultant, our clients stay happy and they continue to stay with us over the years? And so that's, you know, providing that's where we get into like more of the service side of things. The whole customer journey goes from marketing to sales to service. And so now we're in like the service side of things, um, which is big on repeat and just staying in communication with your clients. Honestly, that's like one of the biggest things to repeat and educating them on additional opportunities. So maybe you can cross sell and upsell to provide more value if it makes sense. And then the last phase is refer. Refer is really important. Um, a lot of businesses that we work with, like if they're doing great work, they naturally get some referrals. But it's what can you put in place to get more referrals from your clients or strategic partners ultimately to help um, to essentially get more people in your no like trust side of things. And the really great thing about referrals is when someone comes in to you as a referral, they're going to move through no like trust try a lot quicker than if they're just a cold lead that have never heard from you because there's already that trust and relationship built in because they're coming from someone that they ultimately trust and so referrals are some of the best leads you can ultimately get they're great aren't they yeah (laughs) um it's interesting to me that that one comes at the end because there are so many businesses that rely so heavily on referrals that they're not doing any of the things before that we mentioned, they're not spending time on their marketing. They're not, um, you know, building trust with their audience. They're not even like when they get to the to the sale portion. They're not, you know, asking for that sale and you know, giving the the person on the other end a reason why they should trust this company and and buy from them. Do you see that a lot? And what is it? What does a conversation look like with one of your prospects to get them to understand the importance of the the steps that come before? 
Yeah, I see that all the time. Actually, that's one of my more common conversations when I'm talking strategy with a prospect is like they've grown to a certain extent based on referrals. But in order to get to the next level, they need to invest in marketing, essentially, Um, because referrals are great. But in a lot of cases, it's only going to get you so far. And so that's where we have the conversation of like, absolutely keep doing getting referrals. You're providing great service. You're keeping your clients happy. That is one of the most important pieces of all of this. Let us add on, you know, the marketing elements on the front end. And so you can continue to grow. Um, When I think about marketing, referrals, relationships, um, networking is like one bucket Another big bucket is, you know, more of the marketing, organic, SEO, like online presence side of things. And then another bucket is paid advertising. Typically, um, we want to have clients in at least like two of those buckets. So they're doing really great with referrals, networking, relationship building. And then maybe we're working with them on the organic side of things, or maybe they're just focusing on paid in the moment. Um, But typically, you want to be in at least like two of those buckets. And so you're not just relying on one in case one stops working as well as it is ultimately. Would you disqualify a customer or a potential lead if they were only using um, one of those buckets or utilizing one of those buckets? We would, well, we would always go through strategy and then we'd educate them on like why they should be doing more ultimately. Um, So we aren't working with anyone. I would say that's just focusing on one of the buckets. Um, If it is, it's maybe mainly just organic and they're having enough luck. Uh, I have a long time client of ours. That's the HVAC contractor. They were doing paid and, and organic. We've done so well with them that now we turned off paid and we're only doing organic and in their business, they're not doing like a lot of networking. They definitely get referrals from clients, but they're not doing a lot of like networking and stuff like that. So they're pretty much, I would say like, mainly organic and referrals from their clients, but that's all they're doing, but they're growing rapidly um, because they've been patient in terms of laying the foundation for the organic traffic, because that does take time and patience, but it pays off big in the long run. Hey everyone, it's me, Marquis. I just wanted to take a minute to tell you a bit more about Ditto. If you've been listening to In Systems We Trust for a while, you've heard firsthand accounts of how systems and workflows change the landscape of work for businesses and leaders across the globe. Ever felt like there just aren't enough hours in the day? Is your startup starting to grow and scale and you're wondering how your systems will scale with it? Maybe you're part of a widespread multi-level corporation that needs to update and overhaul its standard operating procedures. Well, if you can relate, Ditto can help. Eliminate team burnout, keep your best talent, and have a clear system in place to help you and your business achieve your goals. Visit thinkditto.com to learn more. Okay, I want to go back to repeat for a minute. Something that you said there was really interesting. So you mentioned you want to stay in touch with your customers. You want to be delighting them. You're using a lot of language that I'm, I'm very familiar with. And so what does that look like when you're trying to, you know, resell to a past customer or provide them some additional education? Are you scheduling out in your process, you know, check-in calls to see what those opportunities are? Do you have someone in client success doing that? Are these monthly newsletter emails where it's one to many? What does that look like to actually stay in touch Um, stay top of mind and really delight those customers? Yeah. So it really depends on, I think, your industry and your offerings. Um, For us, if we sign a client into a retainer, we talk to them on a monthly basis um, on a call, but we also like over communicate in between those meetings. Like they hear from us all the time. I found that over communication is like key in client management. 
And so we communicate with them on a regular basis. We tell them everything we're doing. We explain things. We simplify it to them. We keep them happy. Um, and so that's a big thing for retention for us is just like being there, showing we care, working really hard. That helps us maintain clients. But we also have you know, newsletters for people that aren't like active clients where we're sending them out um, and we're staying in touch that way as well. Um, there's a lot you can do in terms of like solo email campaigns to people that haven't been activated in a little while and just, you know, coming out with a new product or service or like check-in calls. You know, there's, it just really comes down to um, who are you serving? How are you serving them? How much contact do you already have and kind of analyzing that and then coming up with a strategy, but it can be a mix of like one-on-one or one-to-many touches, but it's just staying top of mind ultimately with them. Um, another thing that we help people with is, Another one of my clients, like he had, he does focuses on business consulting. And so he was starting with an initial like workshop audit, but then not selling anyone into a long-term relationship from there. And so we're helping him focus on, yes, going with the audit, but like how do you get someone on a monthly retainer from there to continue to provide value, to continue to work with them. But now all of a sudden you have a bunch of you know predictable revenue versus having to always be selling these workshops. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. And so what you're saying is is really interesting and I'm curious because it sounds like we're talking about like um, tracking like activity of users on, on websites and tracking their email opens and their actual like engagement with you. So let's talk about attribution for a minute. Are you... Um, are, are you tracking that type of data for, for duct tape marketing? Obviously you're doing it for your customers um, as well. And then what, what tools are you using to, to manage all that data, to track it, to receive it? And what does the process look like to go through an actual yeah, monitor? That's a great it? question Which because that's another um, key struggle I see with a lot of people in the small business space is like not understanding what to track or how to track it or what to look at. Like it's just, it feels like this overwhelming thing. Um, I actually had someone on my podcast recently and I thought this was a really great point. He said for service-based businesses specifically, the only metrics that he's really um, concerned about in terms of like your online presence is traffic conversions and revenue per client. I thought that was like such a great way to simplify (laughs) and it makes a lot of sense. Um, For us, when I'm looking at metrics to track through strategy, we map out that customer journey. And when we're doing that, we're kind of identifying like where you're guiding people what channels you're focusing on. And so that tells us what metrics we should be tracking. And so if no, let's say we're doing paid advertising, we're obviously going to be tracking, you know, sessions and conversions from paid advertising. You know, so it it helps guide like, okay, what are we going to be focusing on then tells me what tactics or what channels or what metrics we should have in place. Um, A tool that I love is agency analytics. I use it for all my clients. Um, but basically you're able to set up a dashboard and it seems overwhelming, but it's not, it's simple. You set up a dashboard and we just built a template that we use for all of our clients. So I replicate it really quickly and it pulls in all of the information into one platform and visually displays it really nicely. And so I'm able to look at, you know, Google analytics and email marketing and social and reviews, um, keywords were ranked like all of it in one place. And so I'm really able to break it down with clients. And so I give them access to their dashboard. Most of the time they don't look at it (laughs) unless we're meeting, but it's a nice perk. They can look at it if they want to. Um, But then when we meet on a monthly basis, this has been really helpful. Like I'll, I walk through not every single detail, but like the key highlights that are really important and explain it to them. Because like I said, we're, 
we're coaches, we're trainers, we're marketing consultants, the more I can educate my clients, even if they leave us one day, the better they'll be set to work with a marketing consultant in the future. So that's a big goal of mine, ultimately. Um, And so with agency analytics, again, when I'm looking at it, I do always look at, I want to know your traffic is growing. But I want to know that your conversions are growing. Like that's the most important thing to me in terms of marketing. Um, I was talking to a client yesterday and he's like, he has incredible traffic for, he's a new client. He has incredible traffic for, he's another HVAC company um, for being a local small business, but he has really low conversions. And he's like, I've been so frustrating over the years because these companies I've worked with are like, look at your traffic. You have thousands and thousands of people visiting your website. He's like, but my phone's not ringing and no one's filling out the form. (laughs) And so Uh that's, that's a huge piece of it. And I was talking to someone else yesterday in the small business space that, um, he has similar problems where his phone's ringing multiple times a day now, but it's not qualified leads. And so that's to me, is like the most important metric. It's, it's the conversions piece. Um, I want to see your website traffic being consistently growing, but the conversions piece is the number I really care about. So tracking form fills and, and calls to the business ultimately. Okay. And yeah, there's so much data that you can comb through and I, I love agency analytics. I used to use that when I ran my marketing agency and it, it's very visual. It's very beautiful. Um, so with this data, you're combing through it, you're getting all this information. And so uh, are you iterating, you know, monthly, quarterly, um, as you go, like as far as a strategy goes, because obviously we want to take this information, learn from it and then start to implement it. So, um, how often is that happening? Um, or does it just depend on the, on the type yeah. of engagement? So for us, we always start with the strategy piece and we plan out a quarter from there, like a quarter priorities from there. And then we're setting up the tracking and we're analyzing the information and we're paying close attention. A lot of times in that first first three months, we're like laying the foundation for a business anyway. Um, And then from there, we plan in quarterly segments. And so I, I am not a fan of like planning the whole marketing strategy for a year out because you really have to, I think you have to do it in these smaller sprints in terms of like, Here's what we need to do right now based on our long-term goals. Let's put it into place. Let's pay attention. Let's see how we're impacting the business. And then we might adjust or put more money into one thing moving forward if it's working really well. And so it's a bit of a testing game, I think, on a quarterly basis. Um, But definitely thinking of it in like quarterly sprints and priorities. Okay. And what are those, those things? Like, obviously we start with strategy. What are the the low hanging fruit? Like there's gotta be like a, a, a list of like, I don't know, five things that as soon as you come in, you're working in strategy, you can get going right away. So that the customer is kind of seeing a, a quick return and you can start showing, you know, some of what the rest of the engagement will look like, or is there anything like that that you identify you know, right yeah, out of the gate. There's a few things. Um, Google, if you're a local business, Google business profile, like optimizing that and getting reviews there right off the bat can be huge um, for you and very quick. And this also makes client feel nice, like feel good. They all of a sudden get to see all these positive things about themselves coming in. So it's, it's positive reassurance as well. Um, but that's an easy one for a local business. Yeah. The whole topic of metrics and tracking, like if they haven't been tracking anything and they have no idea like how successful their marketing has been, that's just like a relief, I would say, in terms of like, oh, I understand why we're doing things and where we're spending money at and how it's impacting the business. And so I think that's an easy, quick win. Um, early on, we analyze a content, we put together a content strategy. And so basically like, here's the keyword research, 
here's we build a lot of hub pages for for clients so here's the end goal and based on that like we're going to write on these topics for the next several months and then all of a sudden their their content production has purpose um which is another win early yeah. on um and then analyzing their follow-up process i think is another win early on um so a lot of times again with like the small businesses they haven't thought about as much of like their follow-up campaigns, their email automations. And so we'll look at like, what do they have in place, create a plan for moving forward um, and help them optimize that. Um, so hopefully like if they're responding to emails personally that they don't need to be like, we can obviously still be a human, but automate some of that stuff um, and just continue to build people's yeah. trust and relationships through email. So early on, like those are some examples that we typically start with. Um, and something that's usually needed, but not a quick win is website work as well. Uh -huh. So just restructuring yeah. at least the homepage to really guide the customer journey that we've talked about, because the website does a lot of that. It helps with no like trust, try oftentimes people purchase from there and then they maybe come back to your website, mm -hmm. you know, so it really helps accomplish a lot of the stages of the customer journey. And so that story should all be incorporated on the homepage. Okay. And this is something that you're, you're creating, obviously, like you said, you don't want to plan out like a year strategy. I'm, I'm curious what it looks like after, you know, that year. So the question is, how long are your engagements and when the customer feels like, you know what, we've achieved what we what we hired you to do, what does that process look like to transition, train them? I know you being a process person, are, are you delivering, you know, SOPs to them and training them in these new processes? Can yeah, you walk us so through that? typically like, we never sign anyone into long-term contracts. It's month by month always with us just because we want people to get value and want to work with us ultimately. But, you know, our yeah. longest engagement I think is like 14 years at this point. Um, I've worked with a client myself for several years. Um, so in most of my clients I've worked with for years. And so the goal is that um, we come in, we provide so much value. We work with them long-term. If their goal is ultimately to bring marketing in-house, we will then shift from implementation to advising ultimately. And so we will work with, you know, if, if that's the scenario, maybe they hire someone that's like a little bit more entry level. Um, we work with training that person up so they understand the importance of marketing strategy and everything that we're doing. And then we ultimately meet with that person on a regular basis. So we're managing that person essentially for the business owner. So again, marketing is important. It's a piece, but you know, the business owner maybe is not a marketer. We're taking a lot of that off their plate. They're continuing to get the same amount of value, but they now have someone in person that can, that can deliver essentially. Got it. Okay. And are you, are you delivering documentation and, and like standard operating procedures, something tangible, or is it more on a training and advising, um, ad hoc? It's basis? more of training and advising in that scenario. Um, but we do have a lot of stuff documented. Um, and so, you know, absolutely we're more than willing to share and happy to share if needed, if it makes sense in that specific scenario. Okay, got it. Um, I, I want to ask a question about about you. I mean, the, the listeners will know that you know, as of September twenty twenty one, I closed down our our marketing agency, which is where I got my start in this this agency world. And so the company was called Media Crate, and um, at the same you know suggestion of my mentor, when I went away for that day with my pad of paper and my pen, a lot of the things that came out of that were. Um, the fact that creatives, me being one of them, 
you know, they, they live in this like area of chaos where things are just all over the place. There's no order. There's no rhythm. There's no rhyme to it. And so when I first started thinking about Ditto and what this future thing could look like, it was, you know, helping creatives to live the life of freedom they started their businesses to achieve, right? And so I, I was the marketing guy doing some operations. We started doing CRM implementations for HubSpot, um, work management implementations like um, through Asana and tools like Trello. And it wasn't long before I realized, wait a minute, it's not marketing that I love. It's not, that's not my true passion. Like I'm an operations guy and thinking back, obviously everything became clear because hindsight is 2020. So you're doing a lot of that in your business. Like you mentioned earlier, you're doing sales, you're doing ops, you're doing marketing and you're handing some of that stuff off. But I'm curious, where do you find that you bring the most value in duct tape marketing? Where, where is your zone of genius and where do you really get, you know, um, joy from when you're working in the business? I love the operations side of things. Um, I, it, is very exciting systems and processes and team organization and metrics. Like all that stuff is like where my brain naturally goes, but I'm actually doing a webinar coming up. It's all about operationalizing your marketing. And so it's, you know, focused on how you take the operations approach and apply it to the marketing side of things ultimately. Um, So you're not playing a guessing game. So you're following processes and systems and tracking from all of your funnels, essentially that you're doing for marketing. So I think they overlap really nicely. Um, but where I love to live is definitely the operations and sales side of things, which I never would have guessed I love sales, but it's all about conversations and value right. ultimately. And what, what does a typical week look like for you in, in those roles, experiencing sales and operations? Um, I am mainly at this point in the operations side of things, but I am running our sales as well. Um, we're lucky where our sales are all inbound um, because we've been in this space for a little while. And so it's just, you know, having sales calls throughout the week ultimately. But as I said, we are bringing on a salesperson. And so my goal is in the next few months to just mainly be in operations finally. Okay. Awesome. Very cool. And if you had to speak to your, your ideal customer today, when it comes to marketing strategy, following the steps to know, um, like trust, try, buy, repeat, and refer, what are the big things that you would want to say to those people? What's the biggest thing that they're not considering in their businesses when it comes to marketing strategy and execution? I think the biggest thing is people don't necessarily want to be patient or spend the money on the strategy piece um, because it does take time. But what I always tell people when I'm having calls with them is like, if you don't take a step back and understand these key pieces who you're targeting with what message, where you're guiding them, then you're just going to keep guessing and you're going to keep wasting money in a lot of cases because you're throwing money at things and you don't have the full picture built out. And so that's, I, I think that's the biggest thing. If, if you haven't taken the time to focus on a marketing strategy you're not going to be as fe- as effective in your marketing as you could be. And so I would encourage people to, you know, on our website, we have free resources. We have a full guide to marketing strategy. We have self-paced courses. Like there's a lot of information you can find online if you don't have the budget to necessarily hire someone at this point. But, you know, taking a step back, mapping out your full picture, understanding, you know, your marketing is based on your clients and where they're trying to go is the most important step you can take from a marketing perspective, in my opinion. Okay. Incredible. And where's duct tape heading? You've had a a great, you know, um, build up 
over the years, I think you said 25 years, you know, there's been so much growth and so much happening. You have some great customers. What's next? Honestly, we're really excited about the direction we're going right now in terms of growing the consultant network. We're growing our consulting branch side of things. So I think we'll continue to take on more clients there. But this year has been the year of products. Um, We kind of got away for some reason um, from self-paced products over the last several years, but we used to focus on them a lot. I think it is a really great for people that like self-education and learning. It's a really great piece of our puzzle. Um, so we're, we're launching a lot of products this year, but we're also launching a lot of masterminds. Um, we've found that that piece people are really missing, especially in the world today where people are more virtual, like they miss the whole collaboration piece. Um, and so I, I'd say we're continuing on with like what we've always focused on in terms of network and consulting, but the products and masterminds are kind of the new things that we're landing on on top of that. I'm looking forward to seeing you roll that out and where that all goes. Awesome. Uh, Sarah, Nay, thank you for being here. Ducttapemarketing.com if you want to get in touch. Where else can people connect with you? Where are you spending your time on LinkedIn these days? quite a bit as well. Uh, so just Sarah Nay is my name and you can find me there. And also our other website for our operations side of things is sparklabconsulting.com. Thanks so much for being here, Sarah. Appreciate Thanks for having me. Today. It was fun. Thanks for listening to the In Systems We Trust podcast with Marquis Murray. If you liked what you heard today, hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Don't forget to rate the episode and share it with a friend. Head over to thinkditto.com to learn more about how the team at Ditto can help your business scale by implementing the systems and processes needed to get you there.